Welcome back to Travolta. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Cover. Die Hard. Enjoy the episode. Stuart, um, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I, well, uh, hold on. Let, I'm going to keep recording, but let's think about that intro here. Yeah. Um, let's die hard. Kevin Hart. Yes. Uh, a man widely known for his comedy chops. Yes. A man who has oftentimes played second fiddle. To the bigger rock. action stars. It's just The Rock. Mostly The Rock. It's just The Rock. Yeah. Um, Someone as... decided they're the, the, like, the ultimate comedy duo. Yeah. Because they're in two Jumanji movies. They did Central Intelligence. They're in the fucking like, DC League of Super Pets movie. Yeah. Um, that has those egregious trailers. Um, I couldn't tell you. I've, no, I've seen one of their collaborations. It was the Jumanji 2. Welcome to the Jungle. You, you mean Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle? It is Jumanji 2, and I'll hear no fucking slander about it. Oh, like, are you saying it's a sequel I'm, to the first 1995 yeah, Robin Williams Jumanji? Si- like, I don't even like Jumanji that much. Like, I'm not like yeah. a big Jumanji guy. It's just really annoying to me when people are like, they call the, the second video game one Jumanji 2. I'm like, no, it's Jumanji 3. Because They are direct sequels. Because they do mention Alan Parrish. Yeah, they mention Robin Williams. It is a sequel. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's, it's really fucking irritating. I me. mean, if you didn't want to, all you, it's a very easy fix. You just don't write him in. Yeah. But they did. So they kind of called, they kind of yeah. shot themselves it's, in the it, foot there. I'm, I'm going to tell you an extremely Jeff sentence right now. It's, it's the same frustration I have when people are like, are they ever going to make Alien Covenant 2? And then I'm like, no. Are they going to make Prometheus 3? <laughs> is, Alien Coven- is Alien Covenant Prometheus 2? Yes. It is a direct sequel to Prometheus. Well, yeah. And they are prequels to the Alien movies. Well, if you notice, the only Alien movie that has a number attached to it is Alien 3. Yes. I will also settle for Alien 7. (laughs) I'll settle for (laughs) Alien 7 or Prometheus 3. But Prometheus isn't a sequel. It's a prequel. Yes. And Alien Covenant is a sequel to a prequel. Yes. X-Men First Class uh, is a prequel, but you would call it X-Men 4. Because Days of Future Past is X-Men 5. But we, is... uh, we call the Star Wars prequels episode 1, 2, and 3, even though they came after the original trilogy. That is a unique case. <laughs> is it? Because he titled yeah. them that. <laughs> had all the Star Wars movies not had, like, names. Uh, it's not important. It's not important. I think it is a little important, Jeff. Um, to talk about that. I'm not going to get on this rabbit hole, because I want to just talk about this movie. Because this movie is fucking bug nuts. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Die Hard this week. Yeah. Um, so imagine a universe where after Kevin Hart is in all these successful yeah. movies where he's second fiddle to Dwayne the Rock and he's yeah. the he's the guy that gets like, you know, he falls and does the oh hell no. Uh Kevin Hart shtick where he's like the weakling guy. Yeah. Imagine in a universe where Kevin Hart is sick and tired of it and wants to be the rock figure. Yeah. 
in his own action movie. Yes. That is what the premise of Die Hard, Die Hard is. is. Um, Sideline. I, I, I can't speak to whether, like, if this was if Kevin Hart's just doing these movies with The Rock and it's like they're easy paycheck movies, him and The Rock have a good banter back and forth and they're good business decisions. And then if somebody and if somebody came to Kevin Hart with this script of like, hey, I want to make a movie where you play you and you're sick and tired of doing these movies and you try to become your own action star. And Kevin Hart's like, Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Or if Kevin Hart genuinely is sick and tired of being like the second fiddle dude that gets made fun of and because kevin hart i don't think spearheaded this movie okay so uh, let me talk about this movie yeah because the movie like the reason why this episode is so like out of nowhere is we had no idea this thing was coming because we notice we're calling it a movie yes okay it wasn't before we even talk about what this was we gotta talk about something we gotta talk about quibi We gotta talk about Quibi. Folks. Let's talk about so Quibi. As many with you know in excellent um, uh, pandemic ideas were no as as many of us with excellent senses of humor um, are aware, Quibi was a ill-fated <laughs> video streaming service. Um, let me find out exactly how long Quibi lasted for. <laughs> I'm not wrong though that Quibi was like a pandemic era movie thing. So. That was in similar ranking with Movie Pass. So, well, Movie Pass comes out in 2018 or 2017 and lasts for like eight months and then it runs out of money. Okay. But Movie Pass does, however, force the adoption of movie subscription services, uh, which is why I have AMC A list nowadays. Yeah. If it wasn't for Movie Pass, none of that would have existed. Thank uh, you, so Movie Pass. We're thankful for Movie Pass for being, you know, the Christ figure who died on the cross, so that <laughs> AMC A list could exist nowadays. Uh, so the idea of Quibi was Jeffrey Katzenberg, um, former head of Disney Studios, who then goes on to create DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg. Um, he, you know, he kind of bounces with these entrepreneurial ideas in Hollywood. His newest idea: people watch things on smartphones. Correct. Smartphones have small screens. Also correct. It's kind of hard to watch a movie on your smartphone. And especially if you're watching it on your commute. What, are you going to watch, you know, fucking Schindler's List in 80 parts as you drive, as you take the train to and from work? No. His pitch is that Quibi, which is short for Quick Bites. Probably didn't know that. No, no one knew that. I didn't know Everyone's that. Everyone's just like, why the fuck is it called Quibi? It's short for Quick Bites. Is that they would make television programs, essentially with six to 12 minute increments that you could watch like on your commute, they would be, they would be shot and designed for a smartphone screen. Mm-hmm. So like nothing's ever too small. You don't have to worry about that. Whether you watch it in vertical or landscape, you get the same you know experience. Cause you can do both. Yeah. If you watch it in landscape, like you see the whole image. Um, if you watch it in vertical, they have, you know, specific cutouts. The frame is never designed. So you have to look at more than that much of it to understand what's happening. Which, in the horizontal view, you can... The regular, normal yeah. view... You can tell. You that, can tell. Because it'll be like an actor and then nothing onto the side of them. Yes. Or like, if there's someone else there, they're not doing it. And anything. the blocking is all center screen focused. Yes. So... I picked up on that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is so interesting to watch. Yeah. Because that was the design of it. And so Quibi, um, it was pitched. They got $1.7 billion to make this app. From um, who? 
from various investors. investors. Uh, Quibi, um, it's in development for a year and a half. Jeffrey Katzenberg exploits all of his connections in Hollywood to essentially get an all-star lineup of people making content for this app. Let me um, let me run down some of the people who are going to make things for Quibi. Uh, list of Quibi original programming. I cannot find a, just like a list of... I found a list of things that did run. Okay. Well, anyway, he gets a lot of people. He gets Kevin Hart to like sign on to it. He gets Steven Spielberg. Is the gimp? Did you hear about Spielberg's pitch? No. He never did this. It's clear he never intended to. But he said he was going to make a horror, short horror anthology series that you could only watch at night. Like if you tried to watch it on the app in the day, it wouldn't play. You had to watch it at night, and it'd be called like After Dark or something like that. Um, it didn't work. He never made it. But there's just a lot of um, a lot of big names sign on to this. Sam, yeah, I was looking at that. Um, I was just trying to find a list of like people. Mm, okay. um, but like Sam Raimi does an episode of a TV show called The Golden Hand, which is very funny. You should look it up. Um, a lot of people sign on to this, and a lot of programs do get shot. A lot of you know these shows do get filmed. Quibi essentially is giving people blank checks to make whatever they want as long as you like put it on their platform. Yeah. A lot of shows got funding from this. This was actually a really big moment for, you know, a lot of writers in Hollywood because Quibi was taking open pitches and, and funding a lot. Yeah. Quibi finally comes out in April 2020. You know what is happening in April 2020? The pandemic. The pandemic. People are inside their homes with their TVs. Yeah. No one has an attitude for Quibi, for Quick Bites. Yeah. Um, Quibi basically um, struggles for four months. In October, they hastily launch a TV version of it. Like, you can now watch Quibi shows on your TV. It took them, like, five months to put out. Jesus Christ. Um, at that point, it's, you know, dead, they're out care. of money. They run out of money. Yeah. On October 21st, they announced that they're shutting down. Yeah. Uh, Die Heart was a program that was on Quibi from the start. It was like a launch title. Yeah. Um, and it was a TV sh- It was an eight-episode show. It came out to, like, 85 minutes roughly um back at that point i thought it was a movie and actually had it on our roster for travolting originally back in 2021 but i learned that it was not a movie and i got rid of it because i just looked at it, it said 85 minutes long i'm like oh we can easily throw that on um but then i realized the tv show we're not covering it it does yeah. in a very small way kind of poke a tiny little hole. Poke a hole. No, because here's TV the thing. Because here's the thing. I'm just saying. Here's the like, thing. If here's you the thing. So, with how many hours are the People versus OJ all together? So if you thing. thought of it as like five a, months, five months if, go by. If you saw it as a 12-hour movie, then oh, all of a sudden, so five months go by. The Quibi library is basically just sitting on a hard drive in the Quibi headquarters. <laughs> Including Die Hard. It is not, you're, you're framing this like it's a movie opening. <laughs> yeah. You cannot find Die Hard anywhere. It's not accessible. Roku, the Roku channel, buys all of Quibi's programming. Wow. And just puts it on Roku. And it's like horizontal format. They just like buy it in bulk. Yeah. Quibi needs money. They're like hemorrhaging. They, like, they go fully bankrupt. Yeah. And so Die Hard lines up on the Roku channel. And that is the end of the story, suppose, you think. You will be incorrect. Until you will be incorrect. Until because for some fucking reason, <laughs> <laughs> I could not. I can find no incident. I think this is just against Kevin Hart 
was really insistent that people watch this thing. For some fucking reason, Amazon buys Die Hard and decides they're going to cut it into a movie. Yeah. And they do. And they do. And then for I people mentioning this to me. This is how mostly how I found out about it. people are like there's like this movie with John Travolta that they're really hyping up coming out in two weeks on Amazon. I'm like, say word? What? And hey, I go on to Prime like a week before this comes out, and sure and behold, the first thing that pops up is Die Hard coming next week. And it's like the movie cut. Yeah. It's an eighty five minute movie edit of the Quibi show. Yeah. I'm like Fuck, that means we got to cover this now. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's why we're here talking about Die Hard today. Yes. A movie that stars John Travolta and, well, Kevin Hart and John Travolta. An 85-minute movie. Yes. Barely a movie. Barely a movie. It's like a long pilot. Yes. And folks, um, let me tell you the most shocking bit of news about this movie. It's maybe Travolta's best movie performance in a decade. <laughs> uh, it's maybe his best performance since Savages. In terms of movies. Wow, since Savages. I'm going to look at the roster just to confirm that, but that's what I came to. In a movie. In a movie, The People versus OJ. So, okay, here's the thing. After, here's what he is, here's the movies recently that he's better than. He's better in this than Paradise City, The Fanatic, The Poison Rose, Trading Paint, Speed Kills, Gotti, I Am Wrath. In a Valley of Violence may be He's, as good as this. Yeah, it's probably as good. Um, as Criminal Activities, better than that. Better than Life on the Line, better than The Forger, better than Killing Season, and probably not as good as Savages. He's great in Savages. Yeah. Um, but this is a Travolta we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. He is actually allowing himself to be to a fool. not be the lead yeah. and to be funny. Yeah. And emotional. Yeah. And display emotion. And to be as a joke, a goof, yeah. In some cases, yes. It's his roles we haven't seen in a while, and it's where he excelled, yeah. In his, uh, you know, both his original and comeback runs, right. He's great in this movie. He is really good. This is not movie. a good movie. Important to know, yeah. But he is great in it. I agree. I was shocked. I agree. at how good he was in this. Yeah, the movie itself for me it was like very yeah. lukewarm. But here's here's the thing. I think with Travolta in this movie, the movie doesn't work. This movie does not work with Travolta as the character he's playing. But it's still his best performance. I think these two things are... Explain. So here, well, I got to go into the little bit of context I was able to find about this movie. This movie's called Die Hard. Keep talking. Clearly titled after Die Hard. Right. Bruce Willis. This is written for Bruce Willis to be in this movie. This, uh, this movie or TV show... Um, is written by Derek Kolstad, who's one of the co-writers of John Wick. He's one of the creators of the John Wick franchise. Um, and this is what he creates for Quibi okay. when he's recruited. Um, and this movie's written as like a two-hander, Kevin Hart, Bruce Willis. Oh, it's written for Bruce Willis. It's, wi- it's written for Bruce Willis. Hence why it's as called the Die Ron, As, as the, the Ron Wilcox. Okay. You know, Kevin Hart getting trained by a real veteran action star. It's unquestionable. Yeah. They pitch it to Bruce Willis. He does not understand Quibi. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know what he's signing up for. He says no. Well, and also... I also think, like, it's, you know, he's suffering from his aphasia and dementia diagnosis. His aphasia is, like, coming to life Yeah, and I And so I think, like, that's part of what's... Like, the the official story is he just didn't understand Quibi and didn't want to do it. I think there's, like, you know, his family, you know, and him protecting himself at the time as well. I think there's parts to that. Yeah. Um, but when it, you know, he says no, they're now like, well, fuck, 
We have this whole thing called Die Hard. Kevin Hart's attached. Derek Colsett has written the movie or written the script. What do we do? And apparently the casting director said, what about the guy who he shoots in the bathroom in Pulp Fiction? John Travolta. John Travolta. He's doing action movies nowadays. He's great. Let's put let's throw him in. That is and, such a weird... Yeah. And he kind of looks like Bruce Willis. He's bald. Yeah, but and it's, it's clear he's trying to play Bruce Willis. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think this movie may be borderline good if Bruce Willis is in that role. Because then the concept makes sense. Yes. Because if Kevin Hart's playing himself, I think you kind of need like a real action star in the Ron Wilcox role. What if? What if? And here's the thing. Let me let me quickly yeah, yeah, finish. Yeah. It. Here's the Travolta is in a few good action movies. He is not an action star. Correct. Correct. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Um, he's great in action movies. He's good at action, but he is not an action star. Yeah. Bruce Willis is an action star. This movie would work if Bruce Willis was in that role. Sylvester Stallone. It would work if Stallone was in the role. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Would work. Travolta, I can never fully like tie this whole thing together with a bow. Cause I'm like I'm I, like, it's like it's Travolta. Yeah. Travolta makes it funny. Yes, he does. I think it would have honestly been funnier with like a Bruce Willis type who's just like really hard to the ball. And then when they lose like their composure at the end, that's breaking down like the 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 self image that they're projecting. Oh, idea. Yes. Bruce Willis as Ron Wilcox. Yeah. Replace the Jordan character with John Travolta. Yes. That works. That works, right? And so... Because imagine Kevin Hart walking in and it's John Travolta playing John Travolta. Yeah. So like Kevin Hart walks in, sees a Bruce Willis playing Ron Wilcox. No, it would be John Travolta in the Josh Hart in that role. Oh, really? Well, but like that's still like him being like a celebrity alum action star which Mm -hmm. isn't quite that doesn't quite Mm -hmm. fit though does it It, he he was an alum i would not consider josh hart an action star true um he's in the same category as travolta he's an actor who does action movies and so i think him coming in and being like yeah but i don't think like here's the i just have such like a difficulty tying this all together yeah because I have this conflicting thought of this is Travolta's best performance in a while, but the movie doesn't work with him. Yeah. I think Travolta shouldn't be in this movie. And the move, like, for the benefit of the movie, Travolta just shouldn't be in it. Mm-hmm. For the benefit of Travolta, he should be in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's hard to display, but that's the thought that I have. Yeah. Because, like, like, you know, when I, when I was watching this, um, and I watched this a while ago, so my memory's a little bit foggy. But like, I remember Travolta like he he wasn't being like a Bruce Willis or a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger type. He was being his like, you know what he reminded me of? He he was being a lot of like the um uh the Broken Arrow and Face Off esque yeah. villains, where it's like he's an action star. Yeah. But he's like a funny villain action yes. star. It feel he's trying to play a heightened version of Bruce Willis. Is the vibe I get out of it? Yeah, because like he's doing a lot of the Bruce Willis style yelling. Uh huh. Um, and I think he's good at it, but it just comes down to the basic point of like, it doesn't work with him. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I think especially the height of that where it doesn't. Uh, so when he when Kevin Hart goes in the burning building and Josh Bolger gets distracted flirting with Jordan. Um, played by. Um, played by. Natalie Emmanuel. Um, uh, who plays Jordan. Uh, that scene, I can picture Bruce Willis doing that. Yeah. Where like Kevin Hart's in a burning building yeah. on fire and like Bruce Willis is like, hey, how's yeah. it, how you doing? How's it going? He's like put on the moves. Yeah. I cannot picture John Travolta yeah. doing that. And the thing is you need a little bit of actual fear in this character. Yes. For the actor. Like Travolta's, you can't, it's hard to be scared of him. It is. It's hard to buy that Kevin Hart is scared of John Travolta. Yeah. Aside from just being like a lunatic. Right. You can buy. He's not intimidating. Yeah, he's, he's unhinged. Not, yeah. That's very, very different vibe, which Bruce Willis can play like an intimidating, but also unhinged. Whereas Travolta, it's just unhinged. Yeah. There's no intimidating part of it. Yeah. I agree. Especially the scene when he walks into their room mm. and he's like, I know you're awake. Yeah. And he's like, you would have woken up by like, now. Like, he's doing like, so well in that scene. Right. But yes. the movie doesn't work with it. Right. It's weird. Yeah. I'm starting to pick up what you're throwing Yeah. Down. Like, I'm trying to think of an analog to this where, like, I think an actor is great in the movie, but the movie doesn't work with them. Well, another particular scene example with Travolta in Die Hard is when, like, the quote unquote a drug cartel shows up. Yeah. And he sort of loses it and he like breaks down a little bit. It's like, oh my God, this is so real. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like going crazy. And then he like gets up the gains, the courage and to face his like enemies. And he walks outside and gets shot like 20 times. If that's Bruce Willis, that scene is yeah. like really funny. Yeah. And like really good. But I love what Travolta is yeah. doing in the scene, yeah. but I don't think it helps the movie out. I thought of a weird analog for it. Yeah. It's like my thoughts on Russell Crowe and Les Mis. In that he is, I think, great in that movie in a performance capacity. He's delivering an incredible performance in that movie. He cannot fucking sing. And it's of huge detriment to the movie. But every scene Russell Crowe's in in that movie, I'm transfixed by what he's doing. But everything he's doing is singing, though. I'm talking about, like... I think talking about his staring, <laughs> the the basic like the blocking, the acting, the choice, what he's doing with his eyes in that movie is crazy. The one spoken line he has in that movie is bone chilling. It's like take one step and you die. Like it's the best delivered line of his career. <laughs> Even when he's singing, like that's he, disrespect to, and I will have like my he's vengeance. kind of doing interesting stuff with how bad he is at singing in that movie. Like he's like. He's singing like Javert would. And like, that's the thing is like, he's so good in that movie. I love Russell Crowe in Les Mis, but he is of such detriment to the fucking movie. I'm like, get him out of there. But the comparison you're trying to yeah. make is like a movie where like the actor's doing well, but they're not doing well for the movie. Yes. I mean, uh... it, like, it's hard to think of them. Yeah, no. And and I, I don't know. I think... There's or like, like, you know, Willem Dafoe in Last Temptation of Christ. Like, he's incredible as Jesus, but maybe he shouldn't be playing Jesus. It's right. just a, like he's not a good fit for, you know, Middle Eastern Jewish man. That That's a different, you know, conversation. Yeah. 
I don't know. I can't think yeah. of a immediate poll right now. Yeah. Do you want to go into the plot, or do you, do you have something else to say? No, I think I think okay. I'm ready to go into the plot. Okay. I mean, we we essentially summarize we, we summarize the the premise, which is yeah. the opening, which is Kevin Hart is on a news show advertising his next movie, and it's, it's a casual. Uh, Kevin Hart, Dwayne Johnson, buddy, buddy movie where Kevin Hart's like the weakling, the sidekick. And then the, the news, the interviewers are like poking fun at that. And he sort of breaks and cusses out a storm. And he essentially, his career isn't down the toilet at that point. And so he's talking about how much like he wants to be an action star. He thinks he could be like the next like big action hero but it's the fact that he's like short and whatever and has a high-pitched voice that yeah. people won't let him the movie has a very interesting like i mean it has like a very it's not a unique premise yeah but it's interesting on how they go like the fact that it's kevin hart playing kevin yeah. hart it's a conversation about what makes an action star and what makes a leading man yeah <clears throat> and they talk about tom cruise who's the same height as kevin hart and it's like, well, Tom Cruise has something that Kevin Hart doesn't. And what is that? Balls. Probably, yeah. Just the balls to do yeah. to jump out of a plane at 50,000 feet in the air. Yeah. I um, do find it funny that um, this movie starts with like a knockoff uh, Kelly and Michael show. Yeah. Uh, that they couldn't just get Kelly and Michael. <laughs> I think that's a little funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because like most movies like this, they just get the real talk show people. Yeah. Uh, it is a little funny that Quibi was so like kind of low rent that they couldn't even get. <laughs> well, most, the majority of this movie takes place in like a warehouse. Yeah, in a single location. Yeah, this is probably pretty cheap to make. Probably, yeah. Um, but Kevin Hart, you know, he blows up on this show. Yeah, and his career is immediately in the toilet. Yeah, the offer he the only offer he gets is to voice a dog in like an Airbud analog thing. Yeah, and so um, he. Uh, he gets a call from this director. Yeah. Played by Jean Renault. Jean Renault. The director is Claude Van De- Van Develd. Van Develd. Uh and he's like a very acclaimed action director. Um, and so he meets up with him and he says, I need to make you're you're my next action star. But here's the thing. Like you're not an action star yet. I need you to send you to Ron Wilcox's action, action star school. action star school. He's like, I don't know what the hell that is. And it's like, everyone's been through this program. You'll go through and come out on the other side, a rough and gritty action star. Yeah. I always wonder when I'm watching this, cause like on IMDb, like every episode has like a title yeah, and it's like nine minutes, eight minutes, seven minutes. And I'm always wondering like, where is the cutoff? Yeah. There's, I don't, I don't think there's any graceful like cutoff points. I think there's just like probably scenes. Because watching the movie, it doesn't feel episodic. Yeah. If everything, they clearly re-edited it. Yeah, I get the vibe that they shot this as a movie. And yeah. And cut it up for Quibi. Yeah, and it's very much like, I'm very interested in knowing like on the day with the production team, the blocking and like yeah. the camera movements. Because again, like they are shooting it like it can fit on a long vertical phone screen. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting where it's like they're sh- they're not t- they're not rotating the camera ninety degrees. They're keeping the camera shooting at like a standard format, but they're blocking everything that happened within this like grid area. It makes me wonder, Jeff, if like 
when they had like the monitors set, yeah. if they made like imaginary vertical phone lines, yeah, to make they sure they had to have, they must have, right, to make sure that the blocking and all the action stayed within those frames yeah. too, even though they shot it on standard format. Yeah, it's no hundred percent. It's fascinating. It's yeah. very very fascinating. Uh, Stuart, before we continue, what? I'm good. Okay, now I'm good. Um, yeah, so. He get he goes to Ron Wilcox action school. I do want to really just quickly shout out John Renault, um, who in his introductory scene is just walking around with this massive kebab, and he's wearing like one of the French little beanie things. He's like, "I am a director of action." <laughs> John Renault is so fucking funny in this movie. He is. He's like, "I have I am looking for the great leading man that I've been searching for," and he's like walking on his party with a massive kebab, just like flaming it around. It's so funny. I was laughing. Yeah. At that. Um, so he shows up to Ron Wilcox's school, yeah. and we get John Travolta. Yeah. Um, Who's immediately arguing with two, like, Colombians. Yeah, he shows up. Ronaldo. And, and he, he pulls up, and, like, Kevin Hart sees this, and he thinks this is, like, the first test. Which it kind of is, but we'll get into that. So John Travolta, like, is arguing with these two, like, Colombia drug guys. And Kevin Hart pulls up. He's like, oh, is this my test? Like, am I supposed to be, like, uh, fighting back or something? Like, is this the moment where I'm, like, pick on someone your own size? Mm -hmm. And these guys look at him. He's like, who the hell are you? Um, And then they quickly draw guns. A little mini gunfight breaks out. And John Travolta kills them both. Yeah. Uh, And Kevin Hart's like, what the hell? Um, I don't remember how. Well, no, he doesn't kill them. They just leave. They just leave? They, yeah, because Kevin Hart thinks he's tough. He thinks this is the intro. They kill the guys later. Kevin Hart just walks up all tough, and he gets hit in the back of the head with a bat. Oh, that's right, and he wakes up. Yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. He wakes up and Trolls is like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, you must be the, the shrimp I'm training, essentially. Yeah. He says he is North Philly tough at one point, which I like, as a Philadelphian. Yeah. Um... Travolta's just like, this is like, th- this is the toughest action school ever. Matt Damon was nothing before he came through here. Born, you've seen the Bourne movies? And he's like, yeah, he was. He had won an Oscar for Good Will Good Hunting and Saving Private. And he's like, he was nothing. He was a no-name nobody working at a fry, working as a fry cook before he came through this school. Um, it, the it's whole Matt, like, the Matt Damon recurring bit is funny. Yeah. Um, I do like that at one point Travolta's just like, he's, trying to be so tough he explains that this warehouse that they're in is a former slaughterhouse where the animals revolted against the humans and took over and killed all the fucking farmers oh my god he just says it's so dead serious he's just like the animals revolted against the humans (laughs) there's blood on these grounds oh my god Mm. Um, he says Tom Cruise was my alumni yeah yeah um, the only thing I remember next is, I think it's when they the first thing they do is they put him into the fire training yeah, thing where there's a dummy of him. It's it, yeah, there's a dummy and it's like it looks a little bit like Kevin Hart. <laughs> it's a smaller dummy and there's a voice box statue that says, "Oh hell no," because <laughs> that's like Kevin Hart's like catch line in this universe. Yeah. Um, and so he puts the dummy in this like fake faux burning building. And he's like, you're going to wear this, like, fire repellent jacket, and you're going to go inside and save this dummy. 
Yeah. That's the first thing an action star has to do is it has to run yeah. into danger without flinching. So Garrett's like, oh, I can do that. I can do yeah. that. And there's like a funny little bit where he like starts to run into the building. Oh, that's hot. Did anybody yeah. do about that? But, okay. No, it's fine. And he just runs yeah. back, back into it. Kevin Hart kind of funny in this sequence where he's like in this burning building. He's like, oh my. He's <laughs> like, eyes are shut. He's I can't play. see anything. He's just flailing around. What is going on? <laughs> it does remind you why people think Kevin Hart's funny. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan, but I, I do like watching the scene. I'm like, okay, I kind of get the, the joke now. <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh my God. Yeah. He didn't see anything. <laughs> and that's when. He does find the dummy. He does find the dummy. All while this is happening, Natalie Emanuel, who yes. plays playing Jordan King, shows up. She's another like quote unquote recruit. Yes. Um Natalie Emanuel, a um You would know her from Game of Thrones. Yeah, as, you would know her from Game of Thrones or more importantly, the uh the Fast and the Furious franchise. She's in the Fast and the Furious franchise. She's in the Fast and the Furious franchise, uh, as the world's like second greatest hacker behind Ludacris. Of course. Um, it is funny. She actually just signed a deal to uh, star in a John Woo movie. Interesting. Uh, John Woo of Broken Arrow and uh, Face Off Fame. Yeah. Uh, a remake of his movie, The Killer. I'm trying to think. Uh, what's her character's name in Fast and Furious? A remake of The Killer? Yeah. Wow. Um, in Fast and Furious, she plays Ramsey. That's right. She's the second best hacker in the world behind Ludacris. Who in the second movie knows how to mod cars, and in the ninth one goes to space to shoot a satellite out of orbit. I remember everything about my father. Those movies are so so good. <laughs> um. So while Kevin Hart is like roasting in the burning building, yes. Uh, John Travolta is like putting on the moves. Putting on the moves with um uh. Uh, my standard name is it Natalie? It's a, with an H, so is it Nathalie? No, or? it's Natalie. It is Natalie. Okay. Um, and it, it, it's just it's a very funny bit. Uh, eventually he, Kevin Hart does run out of the building on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travolta puts it out. The two get acquainted. Yeah. Oh, we miss like the part where like he shows him his like living quarters. Where he essentially has to live on a cot. Yeah. And like a shed closet. Yeah. He's like, basic necessities. Bed, toilet, sink. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like he turns the sink on. And it's like rusty yeah. plumbing water. Um, And he's like, there's a few rules I live by. One, you can't leave until you graduate. Two, no sex. Yeah. And he's like, why are you saying that? You and I are the only one here. And Travolta performs this line yeah. really well. Because he's like no sex <laughs> yeah. yeah he just like looks at him kind of funny yeah and is like yeah no sex no yeah no sex <laughs> i was like what is he implying here it's Travolta. it's really um, funny <laughs> hey so hey um natalie emmanuel and him get acquainted yeah and she's you know she says she's from the south side of chicago and she's south side tough and he's north philly tough and like that's kind of a recurring beef between the two of them, yeah. For the first, you know, half of the movie. Um, but they go through a few different action scenarios. Yeah, I don't think we can really have to talk too much about this stuff. We can kind of just say that they do it. Because there's one where it's like you're a secret agent, yeah. and she like betrayed you. Now you have to fight her. Yeah. And Kevin Hart obviously has no martial arts skills, and she apparently is like a master of kung fu. Yeah. And so he gets like, all right, we're gonna change it up. I'm gonna give you this knife. And he gives her, 
he gives him this knife. He's like, it's a retractable knife, right? It's like, yeah. and Travolta just kind of Travolta does this bit multiple yeah. times, where it's like, it's a fake gun, right? Or it's a fake knife, right? And Travolta just kind of looks at him, like, gives him a face, and then it pause, like, yeah, it's a fake knife. <laughs> and it's so unsettling. Yeah. Like you're like, is it though? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Is and it? we're led to believe that it isn't because he does stab her in the arm and blood starts pouring out. Yeah. Um. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um. There's another bit where it's like they're in like CGI suits yeah. and they're performing against a green screen, and they like hoist them up in these like harnesses. Yeah. Like, all right. And they're supposed to have a sex. Scene. It's like now, have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, like right here. Yeah. And it's like an awkward thing where they're like floating in the air trying yeah. to like get around each other's bodies. Yeah. And his cable snaps and she's supporting him. And he's like, help me, help me, ah, save me. Um, it's around this time that Travolta like sneaks out in the middle of the night and walks to like a, a shipping container, knocks on it, and it opens up to reveal Jean Renault inside. Yes. So there. what I like about looking at the IMDb of this uh, series is that each episode has like a action movie title except yeah. for episode five which is titled titled the Truman Show yeah because like this That's whole thing is like a, a Truman Show-esque bit where this fake movie that Claude Vandevelt yeah hired Kevin Hart to be in doesn't actually exist in the real movie he's filming is Kevin Hart in this action school? I guess it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm um, just kind of like, ah. there is a really important scene or part while they're in here mm-hmm. is that they're talking and John Renault's talking about how he, you know, this is the movie he's been wanting to make for a while. Get like real candid performance. Yeah, he says, "You want to work with an actor? You want to feel the fear at the fear of being forgot at the." That they are afraid of being forgotten. And as he says, afraid of being forgotten, it kind of like lingers on Travolta. And he kind of like gives this look and then he repeats himself, afraid of being forgotten. Yeah. And then he walks out and I'm like, is this movie about to be really interesting? And then it doesn't do anything else with that. Well, because there's another moment where it happens too, where it's like later on when it's like, you are my experiments of what it means to be a leading man yeah. and the camera is on Kevin Hart but it's yeah. a wide shot so you see Travolta in the background of well it. you only see him in the background if you're watching on your TV if you're watching on Quibi you're shit out of luck yeah true uh, <laughs> but yeah but it's interesting yeah I kept hoping that the movie was about to really lean into that and like yeah. maybe be kind of self-reflective on Travolta's end it never does it never does yeah um but uh I kept hoping. Josh uh, Hartnett shows up. Hartnett shows up. He's driving a car and he has the license plate, the heart emoji net, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, And this is where they're going to do some like gun training. Yeah. And so this is where Kevin Hart is fully believing that Ron Wilcox, John Travolta is trying to like murder him. Yeah. And he believes that Travolta murdered some guy named Ronaldo or stole something from some guy named Ronaldo. Yeah. Who is the, the, you know, the Colombian guy. Because there. he finds a necklace um, in like, his private office, which is off limits to students, RBG. Yes, now, folks, found... I know immediately what you're going to say. A necklace that says RBG, and yes. you're already thinking of the name. 
Yeah. Hold on to that thought. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, at this point, I did write my notes. Travolta is dot, dot, dot good in this question mark. Yeah. Josh Hartnett asked himself. Uh, funny bit here. Josh Hartnett introduced himself. He said, yeah, you know, after I went through Ron Wilcox school, I was able to be in, uh, I did a, a string of movies, Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, Hollywood Homicide. And uh, Kevin Hart goes, well, I don't want to leave that last one off. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. Travolta's really cut up during this scene. And you find out he's like, someone stole my, my necklace. So I've heard my favorite Supreme Court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Also, a great example of how old this movie is in terms of filming. Yeah. Uh, this came out in 29. This movie or this TV show before she died. Yeah. Like this, this was entirely structured as if she's still a living member of the Supreme Court. Yeah. And so it's like, I just love her dissenting yeah. opinions so much. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. Um, and he suspects that Kevin Hart stole his yes. like necklace. And so they're doing this like gun training thing. And he gives him this, um, he gives him like a gun and they all have weapons. And like, we're going to fire blanks at each other. And he, he's like, uh, like, and you're positive this gun isn't, is, is blanks. Right. And they're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, wait, what was that? It's like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. It's like, Jordan, did you hear all that? It's like, yeah, he said they're all blanks. It's like, but he was kind of fishy about it, wasn't he? He's like, yeah, they're all blanks. And um, at one point, they start firing blanks at Kevin Hart. And they just keep firing blanks at him. This scene felt a little bit intensely serious. Yeah. I don't know if you got that vibe, too. Like, it's this was a very weird scene because, like, on one hand, it's, like, comedic. Like, they're firing blanks at him. But like Kevin Hart's reaction is like, stop, stop doing that. Like, I really am not comfortable with you firing blanks at me. And you're like getting some like rust vibes a little bit. Yeah. Like you're like, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, they do fire an actual bullet. And then eventually the last one in the chamber is a real bullet that misses Kevin Hart. Yeah. and like almost hits him. And he's like, oh, I guess there was a real bullet in there. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's like treated like a joke, but it's like, I don't know, like. Yeah, yeah, it's a little odd. It's a little in light of Rust. Which yeah, we light know of... was after this movie came out originally. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that aged very well. Um, the next thing I remember is Kevin Hart escaping. He escapes. He runs out into the woods. He comes across a lumberjack. Yeah, gets, I'm just. I'm gonna kind of just summarize some of this stuff because it's all business. Yeah, it is. But um, the lumberjack gets stuck under his pickup truck. And Kevin Hart lifts the pickup truck off of him and becomes a real hero. Yeah. He tries calling his agent, and his agent, like, ignores him, doesn't think his problems are real. Um, he li- saves the lumberjack's life. The lumberjack's like, you're a real hero. I'm going to... And he's like, Kevin Hart's like, I'm going to go back to the school. He's like, not on your feet, you're not. And he gives him a motorcycle. Kevin Hart rides the motorbike back. And it's really funny because then they he rides away and you just see all the camera people, all the crew emerging, emerge from like the the the, from the shrub, brush, the brush, yeah. and the trees, and like one has a ghillie suit on. It's like, all right, and that's a wrap on the creepy trailer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Lady's like, we're losing daylight. Let's get you up. That was funny. What I also found funny was the camera. It was someone holding the camera that said that's a wrap on the trailer. Yeah, which is not it accurate. Is yeah. <laughs> Unless the AD is also the camera operator. Might be a little bit. Which would be a union violation. Would be. 
Uh, so Kevin comes back, um, right as Josh Hartnett leaves. Yeah. And he like you know he kind of sticks up to himself in front of Travolta. Yeah. And then Josh Hartnett's car fucking explodes. Explodes. Uh, a group of Colombian drug smugglers drives in on a truck. Yeah. And come and you know. They come in hot. Yeah, and Travolta, uh, Natalie, Emmanuel, and Kevin lock themselves in the the warehouse. And this is where they tell Kevin Hart that they're filming a movie. That this has been in a filming a movie yeah. the entire time, but this part is yeah. real. Natalie Emanuel, like she opens up a fridge and there's like a camera in it, and she yeah. also drops her accent. Yeah, and, reveals, and she's British. <laughs> yeah, because she actually is British. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not just doing a part." <laughs> It's like, sorry, it's like talking your real voice, your American accent. It's Kevin like, Hart's like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, and so she like talks to the camera. It's like, Claude, you need to get us out of here. Yeah. Someone help us. And Travolta is like freaking out because yeah. like they, they're shooting this warehouse and they're surrounded. And they yeah. can't get out. Um, it's like, do we have any guns? A- anything? It's like, they're all prop guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're all blanks. Uh, it's a, it's a funny sequence. And there's and then eventually like Kevin Hart and Travolta have this like moment where he's yeah. like, you know, you taught me to be like a real man and the thing about being a real man is only up to your mistakes. Yeah. It's like you got to go out there and do that now. You own up to your mistakes and they'll understand. Yeah. And so Travolta walks out. He takes he's, the RBG necklace because he's now back to saying like it's Ronaldo's. Yeah. And then he walks out and you like you see him talking to the Colombians. And like the music starts to song comes like he's actually doing it and then they just shoot Travolta and he falls to the ground dead blood splurts everywhere and it's like do you think he survives like that was a lot of bullets and then yeah. bam 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 bam, bam yeah. more bullets <laughs> it's funny um so then they try to get inside the building um kevin hart and natalie they like do their best to hide yeah and they sort of take down the guys i don't know using their training yeah essentially um at one point then it's just one guy left who's like chasing after them. They're running through the woods. N- Natalie does like a, a leap over like a canyon, which yeah. was like a callback to like the first scene where it's like Claude asked Kevin to like jump from one building to another, but he mm-hmm. can't do it. So Kevin Hart uh, is able to like fight off one of the drug lords, toss him down the ridge, and that. But Natalie's on the other side, gets shot. Yeah. So he has to like run over to like help her. He's able to successfully get over the cliff. He helps her, and you just hear and cut. Yeah, and it turns out the whole thing has still been a yeah. movie the entire time. Natalie's not been shot. Travolta's is not dead. All the drug climb yeah. lords are also all hired all actors. actors. There are some incredible. Like he was actually punching a lot of those dudes. Yeah. So there was some actual injury involved in this. Production. Exactly. They had to sign some real fucking harsh yeah. waivers. Um, but no, they all run back. Uh, they'll reunite. It's great. Kevin's like, I'm. A, they're all like, you're a real action star. Yeah. And uh, uh, cut to black. And then come back in the studio screening room. Yes. Um, Kevin, this the end of the movie is being shown. Yeah. This candid movie about a comedy star becoming an action star. Yeah. And ends and all the, you know, genre. No- Travolta's crying through the whole movie. Yeah. Because he's in touch with his emotions. Something we haven't seen in a while. Right. Something has me like, maybe he should do more stuff like this. But um, he turns to the network executive. He's like, yeah. this is the strangest movie yeah. I may have ever seen. But did you like it? Yeah. 
I loved it. I didn't like it. I loved it. Yeah. And then we cut back Kevin Hart, or we go back to that like Regis and Feldman knockoff show. Yeah. And they're talking about how it's the biggest movie in America. It's blowing off the box office. It's funny this went to Quibi and the movie so much about the box office. <laughs> um, and uh, they're like, we're going to introduce the star of the movie. And they turn around. It's a squirrel who Kevin Hart's been beefing with. We didn't even mention the squirrel because it's not that important. Mm-mm. But even beefing with the squirrel the whole movie. Like, we're going to meet the star of this movie. The squirrel! And it cuts the squirrel. Then we cut out to Kevin Hart watching the program. And he goes, oh, hell no. And turns the TV off. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And then that's Die Hard. That's Die Hard. Yeah. We kind of, like, skimmed through the end there because there's, there's not much to it. That's the thing. It's like I can't even imagine watching this in like the nine-minute inc- increments yeah. because I had a- It's so oh. short. Right. The movie itself is so yeah. short and like there's not much That's happening. That's why Quibi collapsed as a business model because there's <laughs> like no one wants to do this. Yeah, no. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not watching movies on my commute to work. I'm listening to podcasts like, like this one that you're listening to right now on your commute. Thank you. Yes. Uh, But yeah, like no, that idea was never going to work. Like, we have TikTok. We have Instagram Reels. It's like, no one cares about, like, vertical movies. Just don't. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, I But I agree with what you said earlier, whereas, like, I don't think Travolta, like, helped this movie, but it helped Travolta. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked what Travolta was doing in a lot of the bits. Kevin Hart didn't impress or unimpress me. It was just Kevin Hart being yeah. Kevin Hart, literally and figuratively. Yes. Uh, but the movie itself is not that interesting. Yeah. I kind of yawned a lot yeah. throughout it. But it's like a, a two, two and a half out of five for me. Out of five? Uh, I'd say like a similar, like hmm. four, f- four out of ten, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, there's some uh, the Travolta stuff is interesting. I wish it did more with it. Yeah, same. That, I mean, I can't. I don't have much of a post text for this movie because it comes out in Quibi and then Quibi collapses and then it's posted on Amazon like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's all I have for this movie. Right. Um, they are actually making Die Hard two. Um, they are. Yeah. Um, it's coming out soonish on the Roku channel, which is the really confusing part of all this, because I guess Roku still has the original rights to this. Yeah, but it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't even fucking know how this all timed out. But um, on Roku cha- on the Roku channel, you can watch Die Hard 2 coming up soon. Travolta's not in it, so we won't be covering it. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm probably but, you know, you can watch it. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Have fun. Right. right. Uh, do I need to do the thing? Oh, fuck, we do. All right. So Stuart- pull up, pull up the list. Yeah. We're going to do the hair ranking um, for Travolta. Now, I've, as I said before, like Travolta looks really good bald. Yeah. Um, I'd say in this movie, he looks a little bit gruffier. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks a little more grizzled, a little more Bruce Willis-like. Yeah, he looks a little more Bruce Willis gruffy. He looks like Bruce Willis in Paradise City. So, and I think that's kind of where it's going to go because... Isn't it nice with the tablet now? It is nice with the tablet. I thought about getting a tablet. Jeff got a tablet, ladies and gentlemen. Where did I put uh, Paradise City? 
There it is, number 11. <laughs> That's so fucking wild. I put it above three to tango. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I suppose I have to put it along with the bald looks because you don't have to. If it's a little scruffy, you can drop it lower. It's gonna be a little bit lower. Let me put it in like the twenties. I'm gonna put it above primary color. color, below life on the line. Above primary colors. Life on the line. Oh wait, no, I put it. No, no, no. That's not what I wanted It'll to be do. About power line workers. Okay. Um. My gosh, I love this, Jeff. Love the. Isn't it nice? It's so light. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very light. What generation is this? Uh, it's the, whatever the newest iPad is. It's not the Pro. I didn't get the Pro. That's it's like bigger, right? No, it's just more advanced. Like oh. more, the listeners are loving this. Um, it has like a better chip, and it's more. It's like more like if you're doing art and like more creative stuff, more high intensity stuff. You need that. I only need this for like paperwork and general browsing. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, so Die Hard, new number 18 on the hair ranking for John Travolta, which is now up to 73 uh, <laughs> uh, entries. Wait, 74 entries, 74 entries. Wow. Um, that's all I have to say about this movie. That's all I have to say about this movie, Jeff Sweetie. Yes. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode on Die Hard. We know you weren't expecting it, but we hope you enjoyed it. And then uh, I know the audience has been waiting for this. Yeah, next you've been episode. craving the Dickie Roberts. Dickie so. Roberts coming next week. Next week, folks. Next week, folks. Dickie Roberts, former child star. We're back with Brendan Fraser. We're back with Brendan Fraser next week. Who's not? He's, he's not the main character of Dickie Roberts. But he is in that movie. Important role. Very important role, which we'll talk about. Oh uh, yeah. So please make sure to tune in next week for our episode on Dickie Roberts, former child star. Uh, what was that? Uh, are oh. you doing the outro? Oh, yes, I am. Right. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. As a reminder, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Pop into our Twitter or Instagram at TravoltingPod. TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com if you have any, uh, you know, things you want to tell us. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Narg. Um, and as always, special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design, Michael Van Vodigam Smith for our theme music, and uh, Angie Gardner for our social media. Make sure to tune next week for Dickie Roberts. Mm-hmm.